One of the biggest emerging narratives of this bull market has been everything being built on Bitcoin. It's becoming very difficult for me to understand what's real and what's just yet another hype cycle or bubble. But it does seem that everything that was being built in DeFi on other chains was effectively a test net, and it's all now coming to Bitcoin. Well, Alex Miller, who you've seen on this channel many times, has been building on Bitcoin for ages. I'm curious to hear his thoughts on what it's like to see now everybody piling into something that he's believed in for a very, very long time, and to talk about how you can actually invest in this stuff or identify what's real. We're going to get into it now, guys. Let's go. That's dope. What is up, everybody? I'm Scott Melker, also known as the Wolf of All Streets. Before we get started, please subscribe to the channel and hit that like button. Alex is on a limited time, so we're going to get him on right now. Good Everything morning. is being built on Bitcoin. Everything. You yeah. can get a Peloton bike on Bitcoin. You can order your groceries on Bitcoin now. You can do your taxes on Bitcoin. Literally everything's being built on Bitcoin, it seems. Yep. You've been here a while. Yeah, and it only took like 10 years for everyone to make the round trip from uh, feeling like they couldn't, uh, building on a bunch of other chains and doing a bunch of other things, and then coming back around and realizing, oh, wait, we actually can build all of this on Bitcoin. So can we actually build all of this on Bitcoin, or is this a bit aspirational still? I mean, both. Like, uh, you know, the there is obviously an inherent limitation on Bitcoin. You can't build a lot of this stuff directly on the chain. The op codes for it just aren't there. It's the whole reason that Vitalik left and kind of started Ethereum in the first place. But there is a whole bunch you can do, and especially using Bitcoin layers like Stacks and RSK and Lightning and the other real ones that are out there, uh, you can go out and you can build anything that you can build you know, on Ethereum, Solana, wherever else, you can ultimately come back and build on top of Bitcoin now. Okay, yeah. so talk, talk to me about how that works, because obviously we see the pitches for Solana. I had Austin Federa on this weekend, you know, from the Solana Foundation. We did a long podcast, faster, cheaper, more scalable, uh, all of those things. Obviously, we know that you're sacrificing something to do that. Anyone with a brain understands it's not the same as building on Bitcoin. But can Bitcoin Layer 2s get to that same scale, speed, cheap transactions? Can it all literally be done there? And do we want to be on Layer 2s? Yeah, I, th I think the you're always going to take a little bit of a trade-off on different things, obviously, depending on the chain you choose. And the thing you're maximizing for on Bitcoin is the decentralization uh, the soundness of the chain and the knowledge that's going to be around in 20, 30, 40, 50 years, right? Oh, also asset value. There's more asset value on Bitcoin. Bitcoin just crossed yeah, back just over. Just strictly like the amount right. of money there. Yeah. Right. Like it is, you know, it, it is the closest thing that we've got to an alternative financial system and, you know, to sound money outside of a government. And so if you want access to that and you want to be able to you know unlock that value without having to use custodians and third parties and wrapped assets uh coming back and building on top of a layer that's built on top of bitcoin is 100 the way you got to go so the you know the layers today are rapidly rapidly improving i'd say you know there's a bunch of us who've been building in this space uh for years at this point and uh 
there's a bunch of other folks we can talk later about who are maybe coming in and trying to make you think that they're building on top of Bitcoin. Um, the thing you're really, like you said, going to get right now building in the Bitcoin world is security, reliability, and access uh, to the Bitcoin capital. Um, speed on the chains are improving. One of the things that's happening is a lot of folks are thinking right now about how to do roll-ups or other side chain type approaches. We're approaching this like with the Stacks ecosystem right now where, okay, how do we divorce ourselves from Bitcoin block times, which are, you know, we call them 10 minutes, but they're really anywhere between like three minutes and an hour, depending on how long it takes people to solve a hard math problem. Between a very aggressive average, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's really funny too, because I took I totally took that for granted with Bitcoin when I first started in the world. And I'm like, oh, it's 10 minutes. And then I found out like, oh no it's not yeah, it's no any, anyone who's like sends their sent their first bitcoin transaction 10 years ago or eight years ago or you know it's yeah. like uh 72 hours am i getting scammed what's happening here yeah. and, and actually i'll say you know having working on apps on bitcoin that's actually been the biggest frustration for me i think the biggest developer pain point for me with bitcoin hasn't even been like the lack of opcodes or things because those are at least known it, it is like when you're trying to debug something and you don't know how long you're going to have to wait to like see the next transaction come through. So uh, fortunately, what you're seeing with a lot of folks right now is, and as I said, like with Stacks and the Nakamoto releases, okay, how do we actually divorce uh, our block times from the Bitcoin chain block times while still settling back onto Bitcoin um, and, you know, get, getting that speed? And you've seen, I think, some roll-ups on Ethereum even try and do this too where even, you know, the 13 second block time on Ethereum isn't fast enough. So how do we get it faster there and get uh, confirmations of transactions in between? Yeah, 13 seconds isn't fast, right? I mean, we know that Wall Street firms and we also, let's be let's be honest, crypto is about speculation primarily. It's the main use case, not saying it's not going to be the only use case, it's the main use case. And we know that firms on Wall Street literally spend billions of dollars just to cut milliseconds off of their high frequency trading. Yep. So not only does every second matter, every fraction of a second matters, especially if we scale to be a real financial system, can't wait an hour for... Yeah. I mean, I think it depends on what applications you're doing. I think actually for most consumer applications, 10 seconds is fine. I mean, like yeah. one second is better. But, you know, if you compare it to like how long it actually takes most credit card transactions to process, those are in the realm of five to 10 seconds. Um, I think most consumers are fine with that. I think once you start pushing more than like 10 seconds especially as we move into uh, more crypto on mobile. Like it, it is a very funny thing that the amount of time you're willing to wait on a desktop for a transaction to confirm versus on your phone for a transaction to confirm are very different. Cause you, you know, once you swipe out of an app, you're done. You're not going back into that app for a while. Yeah, I mean, I, if you're like sending somebody a stable coin or something, 10 seconds is pretty fine. Yeah. You know, if, you're, like, yeah, yeah. If, if you're doing weird derivative trades and trying to front run the market, it's obviously not, but I don't do that. So I don't really care. Yeah. So listen, you, this is on your blog from Hero, building on yep. Bitcoin in comparison to Bitcoin projects. There's a very long list here. I can tell you that just in my Telegram, which I just ignore everything, I've got pitches probably for like 30 of these that just reached me. I, yeah. I, have, no, I have literally no like... I'm not a VC and I have no ability to vet these deals. I have no idea what it is, what's real, what isn't. But I can tell you that like this is where the hype cycle is happening. But still, as you say here, Bitcoin Process and Mainnet, you got Stacks, Lightning, Ordinals, Rootstock, Liquid, Internet Computer, right? I mean, these are the ones we've heard of for a long time, right? Yeah. So the stuff that's real and actually happening is, pre, is, is last cycle. 
Exactly. I was going to say if they if someone was not building on Bitcoin through the bear market, and I'll I'll give credit to people who started in early mid 2023 as well, because I think you know one of the big drivers of why Bitcoin is going to be uh, kind of the basis of this next cycle and why you're seeing you know you're absolutely going to see almost like ICO 2.0 of people trying to build on top of Bitcoin and associate them with it. You know, it was ordinals a year ago, just over a year ago now, that kicked off so much of this cycle and really just, I think, unlocked the imagination of a lot of people of what they could do and what they could build on top of Bitcoin. So if someone wasn't building on Bitcoin or at least trying to do something and you can't find evidence of them working on it since it like at the latest July of like 23, uh, it's probably bullshit. And they're just trying to skate, you know, like be like, oh, yeah, we're totally building on Bitcoin uh, and pull it. Again, there will be a couple. Of right. I guess the question is like, are they actually trying? Are they just cash yeah. grabbing? And right. Yeah, you, you'll see this like a certain unnamed um, uh, robot oriented type thing, uh, you know, announced last week that they are totally building a Bitcoin layer two and linking their chain to it. And like it's a total they named marketing. after a video game where there's really yes, fast motorcycles that are blue and red yeah, and, and you classic. throw discs at each other. Classic 1980s shit. Yeah. I, I mean, come on. He's talking, about, he's talking about Tron and he didn't want to say it, guys. Wait, yeah. I mean, wait. look, it's, and, and like, look, I kind of can't fault him that much. Uh, you know, the guy's a marketing gene, hops, hops on every hype cycle of it. And I think it's just, it's evidence of just how much stuff is going to pile in and try and make themselves look like it. And it's just going to be their same EVM chain, which is fine. No fault against EVM, uh, but their same EVM chain with like a wrapped asset on it. And they're going to try and call that. And you could do that today with WBTC on Ethereum and get access to like the entire Ethereum ecosystem. So, so you're saying they're not building anything. They're just effectively bridging or allowing you to use it with the Ethereum virtual machine. And you still are going to eventually have to get back to Bitcoin. It's not settling on Bitcoin. That's where there's going to get so confusing for people like yep. listen the title how to invest in everything being built on bitcoin i'm not telling i, I know you can't I'm, tell us which projects are real i'm just even looking for a broad stroke on how to figure yeah, out okay so, so so here's the guidelines i'd give number one if you just want the simplest bet just buy bitcoin man like okay, that's easy. that's also the safest one now i will grant that's also going to be the least leveraged right like you know, you, you'll you'll obviously you're never gonna. I think over a long I'm term. Sorry, you life. might only double your money in this cycle or triple. Yeah, or but you're not going to do poorly. So if, if you can't invest in, you know, I I I would just I, I had a baseline. I would stick to Bitcoin. Um, okay. Like I said, the second thing I would really look for is how long have they been building on this, and in particular, you know, were were they building on this when Bitcoin was at 15k? You know, at the at the bottom of the last. Uh, you know, of the bear cycle that we're hopefully coming, fingers crossed, coming out of, right? Go go through, look at the history, see what they're they're doing. Um, you know, the next layer down uh, of research that you can do is really trying to understand what is the actual technical connection. Now, I will say one thing that is like really frustrating, and I think this is kind of true in crypto in general, but is, is really difficult with Bitcoin is nobody can agree on like what word definitions mean side chains what's a side chain what's a layer what's a roll up yeah um it, oh my god I, I can't i can't enough i'm uh you know like grown enough at the, the number of like intersinine debates over it but um you know at least try and figure out some level of what is the connection to bitcoin here is it just that like they have a wrapped asset or is there some actually underlying technological connection to it 
Um, there's actually a really great developer named Bob Bodily that uh, I'll, I'll, I'll retweet one of his. Do you know Bob? No, I just love the name. Oh, yeah, great name. I was uh, like, Bob McBobberson, you know, Bob, 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 Bob Bodily. Anyways, Bob, Bob's a Bitcoin developer. He's, he's building actually in, on ICP and, um, you know, the Finity ecosystem. Um, he does amazing, really, really accessible write-ups of like kind of the technological innovations that are going on on Bitcoin. Every time a new thing comes out, he'll do the deep dive and write it up in a very accessible way. So I'd say absolutely follow him, um, read his write-ups on things. And he'll, you know, you know, when you find trustworthy folks like that too, they'll obviously be talking online on Twitter to other trustworthy folks who are doing these kinds of good analyses and analyses and can you know give you an idea of like is this actually a real thing that has a connection and has value to it or again is it just like kind of a marketing hype cycle yeah it's i i'm already getting whiffs of long island blockchain iced tea you know people who don't get the reference in the not in the last cycle i guess two cycles ago all of a sudden you saw companies just adding blockchain to their name when they had yeah. nothing to do with it just to see and that was a stock right that just to see the value of their company go up because they said blockchain right and this reminds me of last cycle in ethereum ecosystem where you had DeFi summer and then every layer one was just DeFi layer yeah. right and then you saw nfts and it was like oh well here we're an nft chain then you saw yeah. metaverse and then they were a metaverse chain and a gaming chain and i understand that everybody wants to be everything but i'm finding it pretty unlikely that all of those things can come effectively to Bitcoin. I love that people are experimenting and that they're trying, but like, are we really going to see AAA games on Bitcoin? I don't think we're really going to see AAA games on crypto. In crypto. <laughs> the, no, I mean, look, I think, I think the stuff you're absolutely going to see this cycle on Bitcoin, number one is you're, you're already seeing NFTs and ordinals, right? Like you've already got like plenty of time periods where Bitcoin ordinals are outperforming, out transaction voluming Ethereum NFTs. Uh, that's only going to increase, right? Because, you know, people love that the images and the data is actually stored on the chain. Like it's the core value prop. That's not going anywhere. It's only going to grow. Um, number two, I guess meme, I, 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 this one actually caught me slightly by surprise. I thought BRC20s were not going to last the way that they have. But man, people love a damn meme coin. People love meme coins. So yeah, meme coins on top of Bitcoin, BRC20s are absolutely going to be sticking around. Um, and then DeFi and and like DeFi on top of Bitcoin makes more sense than DeFi anywhere else. Um, That's the one thing that I don't question in any way, shape or form because of the liquidity yeah. and the value of the layer and the security needed to run a financial system. It seems like yeah. DeFi yeah. is a natural fit to be on top of Bitcoin. Absolutely. Now, I, I think you're going to see a couple different styles of it. Let's let's call it, you know, the uh, a lot of the DeFi that we saw built in 21 in the Ethereum ecosystem was what I'm going to call super degen DeFi, right? And like, obviously, that didn't end great for a lot Tacos of things. and right? yams, guys. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, people, I mean, I, I, I'm talking, I'm only talking about the 20% APR returns, not the like complete oh, scam. That was in death, death by yield. Yes, of course. Yeah. Um, I, I think what you're going to see get you'll you'll absolutely see some of that get built in the Bitcoin ecosystem because people are going to again, it's a money grab. People are going to try and get people to put in their money into 20 percent yields and then they're going to get screwed and it's going to suck. But whatever. But I think you're going to see a lot of like real Bitcoin yield stuff that looks more like, you know, three to seven percent 
you know, five, you know, five percent range yields, stuff that is actually real, like yields, genuine DeFi stuff that is sustainable and can last, and is really built to appeal more to, like, at the end of the day, the average Bitcoin holder and investor is more conservative than the average like Ethereum investor. We've saw that over and over again through the last few cycles, and so I think you're going to see, you know, a lot of DeFi get built that's meant to appeal to people who are hardcore holder, hodlers who are like worried about counterparty risk, who understand what counterparty risk even is, uh, and and actually, you know, want something where they can like earn some yield on what they're doing, but aren't willing to take you know a lot of risk against their principal for it. Right. And hopefully this time it will be transparently presented as to what that risk is in advance of making those decisions. It won't Again, be obfuscated think, yeah. in the background by uh, promises and lies. And right. Yeah, I, 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 I will be very curious to see how exactly this cycle plays out on that front. Because so what are you? Yeah, I, I don't have much confidence. I was being sarcastic. We're going to do all the same stupid things. We're going to meme coin ourselves to death. We're going to have nine thousand projects that completely fail, and it's fine. That's uh, the way that humans are going to human. But so, so what are I you specifically? Sing. Yeah, I go ahead. Start, oh, I was say if I could sing, I'd start singing the Circle of Life for you. Yeah, right now. it is <laughs> exactly. Uh, so what what are you specifically focused on? Knowing that all of a sudden we can do everything that's ever existed on Bitcoin. Uh, but you were already building before we could do yeah. everything that ever existed on Bitcoin. So what is your focus at Hero? Obviously, you guys build on Stacks. For anyone who doesn't know, Stacks has seen pretty insane movement as this Bitcoin movement has uh, kind of progressed, which is great. Uh, so what are, you, what are you focused on? Yeah, so we focus on two main areas. We focus on Stacks as a layer two, and we focus on like ordinals as a layer one. Because um, we think there's a lot of, and actually we're starting to play a lot more too with BitVM on the layer one, which is another really cool project that's very early stages, uh, but we think has huge, huge potential, um, especially when it comes to just your trust assumptions. Uh, and so uh, there, there's a lot we're looking at there too. So um, our goal is just making life really easy for developers. Um, we want you know, like, as you said, we've been we've been in this space for a long time and we've had a really big belief. We've been saying for years that like the most contrarian bet in crypto is that everything's going to come back and get built on top of Bitcoin. And so we've been laying all of that groundwork for it. So like for ordinals, we have APIs and explorers. I think we have the best, fastest explorer for ordinals that's out there. Uh, we also have the best API that's out there. If you Google ordinals API, Hero will come up number one for you. Um, on stacks, same deal. Uh, we've got. Stacks. By the way, just quickly for for the uh, less technically uh, advanced, what does it mean to have the explorer and the API? What can you do with the API? Oh yeah, so the explorer is anything you want to see about and interact with your ordinals. You go there, punch in a wallet address, punch in an ordinal ID. Uh, it pulls up all of the details uh, about it. You can see everything about it, the trade history, whatever you want there. Um, and then the API is an application e e program. Etherscan, Etherscan for ordinals, yeah. For, yes, for, Etherscan for, yeah. for ordinals. Uh, APIs are all about uh, just you know programmable data accessibility for developers. So anyone who's building any kind of website that wants to interact with ordinals or with stacks, uh, boom, you just connect to our API, which is free. Um, and you can pull all the data you want. So it's, you know, those are the things that un underpin and power basically any website that you're using ever at this point. Um, and then for Stacks, we also build a whole bunch of tools for developers like SDKs and IDEs, Hero Platform, where you can program everything you want, and, you know, write, test, and deploy contracts in five minutes. Um, 
So at the most basic level, you are creating the tools that developers need to do all these things. You're exactly. not necessarily building the things yourself. You're not building a metaverse on Bitcoin. You're building you the tools that somebody could attempt to build a metaverse on Bitcoin, although I'm not sure why they'd want to. All of our metaverses suck, by the way. Yeah, meta I'm glad I'm glad that the metaverse, although I guess with Apple Vision Pro, maybe metaverse is going to like come back and try and be a thing again. I think metaverse will be a thing. I just think the crypto ones are going to like, you know, in the last cycle, I was like, why would I want to be in a centralized metaverse? I still don't, by the way. I don't want to like live in the Zuckerverse or anything. But like Meta is probably going to do a better job of the product, maybe, than some crypto guys. That's probably true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They've got a I'm not going to be in either, but yeah. They got yeah. a little more incentive to make it work too. Yeah. Yeah. That, that That's for sure. So, I mean, most of this is going to be hype. We can agree that we're going to get a hype cycle. We're going to get a bubble. And just like every other cycle, then we will see the best projects emerge. And so I agree with you sort of as the thesis to how this is investable. Um, and I still think the ones that were there in the last cycle are the best bets, which is weird because generally you say in crypto, you know, certainly with the ICO boom and all of those, no coin really outperforms Bitcoin over the long term, right? They get their big move and then it's just sort of a slow bleed into yeah. infinity. But this is sort of different, I think. We have a new market here. You know, I, I really like what you guys are doing. I like Stacks. I'm friends with Adon Yago. I really like Sovereign. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just think cool dude and what they're doing. They've been around uh, for a very long time. So I think this is one of those where you should take a very conservative, you should always, but to take a very conservative approach and really do your research before investing. Because like, you just buy some BRC20 token, what are the odds you're going to actually make money? Yeah, and again, there, there's there's so many people who are going to try and market against this um, as everything's ripping. But like, I will say one of the things that makes me optimistic, if you look at the amount of hype that there was around Bitcoin the last time that it was sitting at 50K versus... I, I wrote an entire newsletter on that oh, yeah. yesterday or two days ago. I said it was like Lambos and Laser Eyes. We were at 50 yeah. and now it's crickets. Yeah. Ethereum just hit $3,000. Not that yeah. like whatever, nobody cares. And that is the strongest, like, best friggin' sign that I think you could have. Um, the fact that, like, it's boring that we're crossing some of these targets and, 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 and that, you know, usage is going up. I mean, that's the other thing. If you just look at, like, numbers of active wallets, number of active developers in a lot of these ecosystems and things, the fact that, like, all this is happening without that much hype and without, like, you know, CNBC or CNN constantly trumpeting. I mean, they obviously do it some, but, like, without the constant hammering that they were before is like the best sign for me like when crypto's boring it's good yeah i, I totally agree it's when you start uh, hearing about ordinals from your barber it might be time to start uh thinking about the top being in yeah that that might be the case yeah yeah and i think but it's again, gonna bitcoin, happen i think bitcoin, it's gonna happen this cycle always just dollar cost average into bitcoin and you'll this is not financial advice but i mean come on dcaing yeah. bitcoin's a pretty safe bet yeah, you just have to show the math historically. So what what happens with all of this when the having hits and you know the supply cuts in half? And I have to imagine that's technologically challenging for people who are building on it. Certainly going to be a massive bleed out for a lot of miners. I mean, is this having just going to be like the the other ones, or are we going to see something different this time because there's so much activity? So, I mean, look, this is one of the reasons that I and a lot of folks have been so bullish on ordinals from day one is it was very clear, like, that this is the way to drive up transaction fees. And the only way to secure the Bitcoin network as uh, the block reward goes down is higher transaction fees, right? Like, there's no two ways about it. 
personally, I've got I've got an ASIC sitting in my garage, uh, using up my excess solar power and heating my garage during the winter. Uh, so I really like the high transaction fees when they're happening. Uh, you know, in, in terms of what happens, I actually on the minor side, I don't think you'll see that big a move. Like if you think about it, you know, even with the block reward getting cut in half, um, with Bitcoin at 50k plus and half the block reward, miners are still making more money and it's more economical than Bitcoin at 20k with twice the block reward, right? Just right. Some, you know, most Bitcoin miners are just arbing the cost differential basically between what it costs them to run the miners and what the Bitcoin that they earn is worth. So I, I don't think you're going to see a huge shift. Like obviously some older, more less profitable miners are going to, and hardware are going to drop Wash off. Yeah. Um, but those will then come back online once there's, uh, if the price goes up and, you know, everyone's always constantly dropping new mining hardware. So that'll stay in stasis. Um, obviously a lot of folks are expecting the price to go up just as it often has in past having years, or maybe it's, more about presidential elections in the US or maybe it's the Olympics. Who really knows? Um, but again, I think it comes back to activity on the network is really increasing dramatically. A lot more stuff's getting built. So the fundamentals of it are getting stronger. And I think that's ultimately what's going to drive the uh, price and adoption of Bitcoin far more than like weird technical analysis charts based yeah, on- Yeah, I've like, never looked at, I've literally never looked at the having chart of the four-year cycle versus hash rate, but I know that we are just skyrocketing on hash rate, making new all-time high after new all-time high after new all-time high. Is that similar to previous having cycles? I feel like it's not. Um, no, I mean, I think it's, uh, again, I think there's a lot more hype and drive right now. And like the, the price appreciation has started earlier than a lot of past cycles, yeah. which is why you're seeing, again, the more the price goes up, the older and more expensive, the older the miner and the more expensive of power you can make it work with, which is why hash rate has kind of gone up dramatically in the last six months. Yeah, Alyssa, you got we got two minutes left. How much has the ETF uh, impacted all of this? Massive as a Bitcoin builder. Massive. Well, so as a builder, I mean, look, I think as a builder, in, yeah. institutional adoption is important, right? The other thing is, a lot of builders hold Bitcoin and use it, so obviously, like their finances look better today than they did six months ago. Uh, but I, I don't think it's an exaggeration to say that like what we have seen over the past three weeks out of the ETFs uh, has exceeded even like the most bullish expectations on inflows. Um, I think it's also a really funny chart where the ETFs did the very classic thing of like a bunch of speculation going into the ETFs. Everyone sells the news and it starts to drop off. But then we're genuinely getting a billion dollars, a couple billion dollars a week worth of inflow and buy pressure from these things just and so turn like, right back around just like the having that was my base case was that the etf will be a like uh very quick version of the having cycle it won't take six months for us to see the fundamentals yeah. kick in but you get the washout and then and then the bill dude i know you got to go everybody and, and as someone who bought uh the coinbase ipo and then had to massively massively cost basis down on it same. i'm very happy that i'm now back above water on that one same. It, it took a long time. But the funny thing is it took like a couple of years, which yeah, it really didn't nothing. take that long. Nothing, it nothing. feels like an eternity in this industry, but it's not actually that long. Yeah, absolutely nothing. So guys, you could follow, uh, where should they, well, that hero blog is a uh, hero.so. Yeah. So hero.so slash blog is a great place. Uh, I'm Alex L Miller on Twitter. Um, yeah, those are two best places. And I see it got light outside and I can now see the snow in your background. Uh, while we're uh, you this, can so. in fact, yes. Both Enjoy the snow. Now. I'm in Florida. We don't do that. No, I would not think so. So All right, Alex, man. Slopes. 
Thanks, man. We'll speak soon. See you later, man. Thanks. Bye. And guys, so listen, we're uh, we're flipping some format here. Just you know, usually you would see John uh, Wick coming on right now with Trading Alpha. I like talking with Wick so much that we're starting a completely new show together. We're going to try more in the mornings to keep it interview and news and informational based. And then I'm so dumb because I hate uh, free time and my life and apparently um, hanging out with my family and friends. But uh, because we've, I've enjoyed doing Market Mavericks on Thursday afternoons, I'm adding a Wednesday show with Wick. So every Wednesday afternoon, 3.30 p.m., Eastern Standard Time, we're going to do a show called Trading Alpha, and we're just going to share our favorite setups and charts. More alpha, more trading focused, and separating that from here in the mornings. Uh, we'll be figuring out, obviously, what to do with Dan Chart Guys and Inks uh, and Chris Inks, Texas West. We want to keep them, obviously, involved. But the idea is to do more like alpha trading focused content in the afternoon as we come into a better market and to keep the informational content and interviews and guest-based content in the morning. As always, I will always have a guest with me still also in the afternoon because I want them to deliver the alpha. I want to ask the questions and get that uh, out of you guys. So very exciting. We're going to be doing that. So you guys should start to uh, set your set your uh, alerts on the YouTube because I'm going to be on in the afternoons as well. Two shows a day, just like back in the day. So make sure you subscribe to the channel, do all that. Now, guys, there's something else that we absolutely have to talk about. I'm not leaving yet. And that is the fact that John Deaton, one of our favorite guests, I have him on Spaces here a million times, the Ripple hero, crypto hero, American hero, is running for Senate against Elizabeth Warren in Massachusetts. Do I think he has a chance? Sure, why not? Why not? Is it a long shot? Sure, of course it is. He's going against the most established member of the machine in existence, but she's also crypto's final boss. Take out Elizabeth Warren. Take out the anti-crypto army. Take out the influence on the White House and the SEC that has been attempting to crush this industry for the past few years. I'm going to play you guys his video right now. Uh, he told me, mentioned that uh, Coinbase Pay is not up yet for donations. It will be in like 24 or 48 hours, but you will obviously be able to donate with crypto. Guys, I don't live in Massachusetts. I can't vote for him, but I'm going to the mat on this. You're going to hear me talking about this endlessly. This is really important, really important. But let's watch this. Highland Park, Detroit. I grew up in real poverty in a dangerous, violent neighborhood. I got beat up, but I fought back. I learned life's lessons and my motto became no fear and never give up. My mom, my hero, a single mom on welfare and food stamps who worked as many jobs as she could just to put food on the table. Most of the times it was just beans and cornbread, but she did her best. They called me white trash, but I made it out. It wasn't easy. I was the only one in my family to graduate high school. I worked my way through college and New England School of Law, living in Roxbury. I joined the Marines, fought addiction, cancer, and mountains of debt. No fear, and I will never give up. After law school, I got married, became the proud father. 
of three amazing daughters and built the law practice. I fought for the little guy. I took on the greedy corporations and the heartless insurance companies, and I won. I took on the Washington insiders, and I won. I am running for U.S. Senate to continue my life's mission to shake things up for the people who need it most. Take on the drug and insurance companies for better, more accessible health care. Instead of just pointing the fingers at each other, actually work to solve the migrant crisis. Fight inflation that's crushing working families. Work for better opportunities for children. Take on Washington corruption and the division that's killing this country. We need term limits for these career politicians who have simply forgotten who elected them. Elizabeth Warren, well, she promised to be a champion for those in need. Instead, she gives lectures and plays politics and gets nothing done for Massachusetts. I will work day and night to make a difference in your life. I know your life struggles because I've lived them. I know your dreams and your hopes for you and your family because I share them. I will fight for what is right because I have no fear and I will never give up. Love that guy. Listen, we're going to figure out how we can support this. At the very least, let's be honest, anything that brings negative attention to Elizabeth Warren on a daily basis is going to be a win for us and for our industry. Hope he wins, obviously. And I don't even play politics. You guys know that. I'm unaffiliated. I don't have a party affiliation. I find it disgusting. I would love to have a third party. I feel like there's two parties and then me orbiting the earth, oblivious to all of it when I can be. But there are certain fights that are worth taking certain fights worth having. Now you guys are asking for a link and I'm not even sure there is one yet. I'm going to go look on John's page and see what we can find. It's funny. He hasn't even tweeted it yet. <laughs> I love it. Uh, guys, I'm going to be sharing with you quite, quite a bit. Uh, and so we will get there, but uh, all you have to do is find John Deaton. He is uh, on Twitter. His name specifically, I don't want to give it to you wrong. John E. Deaton one, J O H N E D E A T O N one. I'm sure that we will find ways there. Man, I literally, if I live, I live in Florida, I'm going to donate. If you live in somewhere else in the world and you believe in crypto, you should donate because everything that happens with Elizabeth Warren hurts the industry, both in the United States and abroad. I know that John has no real interest in being a politician. He's doing this because he believes he can help and it's the right thing to do. And I don't think this is a guy that's going to get chewed up by Washington. So Guys, I will be back, obviously, tomorrow morning with our normal show and Crypto Town Hall, 10.15 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Mark down your calendar tomorrow, 3.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, starting with WIC new show. Afternoons, you're going to start seeing my face a lot more. I apologize that for advance. It's not that great. Love you guys. Support John Deaton. Let's go. See you tomorrow. That's dope.